But let's jump out to the zone phone. She makes the magic happen for AT&T Sportsnet on the Utah Jazz broadcasts. She's our good friend, Kristen Kenny. What's going on, Kristen? Hey, guys. Good to be back. Good to be ch- chatting with you. You enjoying this beautiful, sunshiny day? Oh, man. It's like 80-some degrees. It's already summer. The allergies are kicking in. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know what? What's crazy is I am going to go skiing tomorrow, which is really wow. weird because imagine there's snow up at Snowbird, and then all the way down here it's 81 degrees. So going to get cool. it in. could be the last time, last weekend. Pretty cool. You're an outdoorsy kind of gal, right? Yeah, don't you enjoy that kind of stuff? Oh, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm a, a Utah outdoorsy girl. I love it. Love skiing. It's my therapy. And, yeah, in the summer, getting out on the, the water here. The reservoirs. Are are you a skier, Gordon? Are you a uh, skier? I, I I used to be. It's I've slowed down in my older age, you know. But uh, oh. I, I, I've enjoyed it. Uh, but you know, I don't know if you know this, Jake, but Kristen, she's like a world traveler too. I mean, she's been everywhere in this this big old world, right? Oh, I've been um, Africa, Cambodia, Indonesia. The pandemic slowed it down, of course, but yeah. <laughs> trying to plan somewhere to go next. If you if you have any ideas, guys, throw them at me. It depends on what's open. <laughs> Jake spent some time in Fiji. I did, I did. But uh, you know. have you been to lovely ah. Richfield? <laughs> Richfield is Richfield's <laughs> nice. Richfield is wonderful. I'll have to uh, make make my way the truck. Yeah, get over there, make the trek. That'll be great. All right. Uh, hey, let's talk a little jazz basketball, Kristen. Yeah, let's do play. it. Two games to play. The uh, the magic number is at two. Uh, jazz have Oklahoma City, who have lost 22 out of 23 games. And uh, and then Sacramento, who's been a little bit better, but still, of course, eliminated from the playoffs. you expecting 2-0 and over the last two. Tough. Um, I think the good news is Mike Conley probable for tonight. That certainly helps. And uh, I think... Yeah, you want to you want to go in with momentum. You know, that's what I was talking to Mike about, and and having some momentum, having some wins going into the playoffs. But um, you know, so I think the guys they want to be playing well. Um, you are, the, the game I'm most concerned about would be Sacramento because they they've been playing well. But I think the Jazz. You know, we got this. Uh, we didn't like that last loss to Portland, and they're going to want to end things on a high note, especially before the playoffs. And Certainly Mike Conley back, getting into his groove will be important as well. So, And when Mike Conley's back on the floor, it brings that poise. You have your floor general back, and we certainly saw how much we missed that against Portland's backcourt. Do you think this team, as constituted uh, before Mike comes back and, and with Donovan out, is tired? Did you get that feeling at all, Kristen? Yeah, I did. I felt like, uh, you know, exhaustion was sitting in and, and it's hard, you guys. You're playing a team, especially a, a Portland team that was really on a roll. You've got the best backcourt in the NBA, the best backcourt duo in CJ and Dame, and then going against pretty much uh, a t- our team with without our starting guards so, um, that are lacking on the point guard front. So I think it definitely it, it took a toll. Um, the guys have been fighting, and, and a lot of the guys who – usually don't get minutes have been getting minutes and being tested which is kind of a blessing to get other guys minutes and time but yeah you're you run ragged at this point and you know we've got a lot of games in a short period of time and you're also trying to get mentally prepared for when it really does count in the playoffs yeah I felt the fatigue definitely did um especially against that Portland team 
Kristen, I've asked a lot of our guests this just to kind of get a gauge on where people are on it. But uh, are you liking the the play-in scenario? Do you the kind of uh, skewing the the playoff rules a little bit? Do you uh, do you think it should stay? That's a good question. Um, look, here's the thing: is it exciting? Yes. Does it make everyone talk about it? Yes. Are you kind of on pins and needles and wondering what the heck is going to happen? Who are we going to play? Absolutely. However. The year that the Jazz are having and being the number one seed in the Western Conference and the top team in the league for so long, you look at it and you say, man, oh, this is the year that they're having this play in. And is it, that, is it an advantage anymore to have the number, be the number one seed or the number two seed? Because you do not know who you're playing. And look like the Lakers are dropping down. And there's a scenario there where, all right, who's gonna, who are you going to be? Who are you going to face? Um, in the seven, the seventh seed, the eighth seed, it, it's tough. So I think, unfortunately, with the year the Jazz are having, it would have been nice to know who your opponent's going to be in the first round. Um, unfortunately, that's not the case, but it does provide some excitement, and it's a lot of fun. I feel bad for the scouts that have to go and be on the road right now tracking four teams that are potential opponents in the first round. And all of those opponents are going to be tough. Whoever you're going to play in the first round in the Western Conference, conference isn't going to be a walk in the park. I know Donovan's been out, uh, so it's kind of hard to answer this question. There's been limited access. But, Kristen, you've had as close access, as, as much access as anybody has to the players. So have you been able to gather what the mindset, the playoff mindset is of this team? Do you think they're going to be ready to go, or do you think anything is amiss right now? Yeah, that's the toughest thing, and especially without being around the guys. Like I'm used to, remember, I'm used to being around the guys all the time, practices, on the road, on the plane, so you can really gauge the mood. You're in the locker room, you get the mood. Um, unfortunately, that's not the case anymore, so you, what you get from the guys is when you get to talk to them like today. Um, you know, talking to Mike Conley about reintegrating, and, you know, the, and you're getting Donovan hopefully back um, right for the playoffs. But there is going to take it's going to take a little bit of time. But Mike Conley is very confident in his ability to reintegrate this year versus last year when he was still figuring out his role, adjusting all of that. He's figured out, so he can come right back in, and he's pretty confident that he's going to pick up where he left off. Obviously, minutes restriction, right? Um, you have Donovan who has that ability too. These guys know each other so well. So um, talking with Mike, you get a sense of the confidence. Yeah, it's not going to be. A problem. He doesn't feel like it's it's something that the guys are going to be able to do really well because they know each other well. Um, so you're leaning on that and that continuity and that chemistry that they have and the fact that they are unselfish guys. Um, so and they have been playing like well, right? With the absence of their two key pieces, you got to look at Bogey. Really found his groove. So it's good that Bogey was able to get higher usage, more time, the ball in his hands more. Um, more looks and to get work through some of those those kinks right and to work through what he's had to deal with with being out for nine months um, with that wrist injury and surgery so that's the good thing so it's given other guys an opportunity to get into their groove now when you add those pieces back the vital pieces like a Mike Conley and a Donovan Mitchell can they just pick up where they left off Mike Conley seems to be confident they can um and I agree. I think I think it's going to be a little rusty, but you got to rely on your chemistry and your continuity. 
Kristen, uh, several jazz, well, representatives, I guess, uh, are going to be up for awards. Um, Jordan Clarkson, Joe Ingles for the sixth man of the year. Of course, Rudy Gobert, defensive player of the year. Coach Snyder uh, for coach of the year, possibly. Who is most likely to win in your mind? I think Jordan Clarkson, sixth man of the year. I know um, the jazz PR team and marketing team put together this amazing pitch. It was like a magazine. They called it Zines for each guy. Um, it was really creative. I don't know if you guys got a chance to look at it, but they sent it out to media members and um, just telling the stories of the guys that are that are up for the awards. And but you got to look at Jordan Clarkson as pretty much a shoe in. I mean, what this guy's done, he's an absolute six man. He's doing things that I mean, it's it's worthy of that, right? It's clear that he gets on the floor and as that sixth man and makes a difference. His scoring ability. Um, so I think Jordan Clarkson right there. I think. You know, you look at Rudy Gobert, Defensive Player of the Year. It's tough. It's he's look at what he's the impact that he does. We know Jazz Nation the impact that he does, and the impact that he has um, on on the team when he's on the floor. Um, so I, I think you know Rudy. I think Jordan Clarkson. Um, those are the two that I would I would go for. Of course, Coach Quinn Snyder. You want to see him. Uh, receive some awards and accolades because of what he's done to get the best out of these guys. I mean, the, the coaching that it takes, and um, he just has the ability to play to find their strengths and play to their strengths. And it really speaks to him as a coach and how these guys love playing for him. And that's why they are sitting where they are this year, the number one seed. So, yeah, uh, there's a lot of good uh, candidates here. That's pretty awesome to have so many options. Kristen, uh, let me ask you the question that uh, Jake and I discussed or were going to discuss right before we had you on, and it's this. In the first round, which team do you think the Jazz would be the least suited to face? I mean, everyone seems to be afraid of the, La- the Lakers at, at full yeah. strength, uh, and maybe that's the obvious answer, but uh, what do you yep. think? Yeah, I mean the Lakers would be the obvious one because LeBron has a has something against the Jazz. Um, he yeah, there's something there. I, I do not want to play a LeBron team in the first round. Um, I think the Warriors too. You never want to play Steph Curry, right? In his whole series, yeah. Steph is Steph. Uh, he's scary. Um, so I would be concerned about those two teams. I do think a first round. I'm looking at you know the Grizzlies, right? I think the Grizzlies are still. Nothing's going to be easy. I mean, the Grizzlies play hard. They play tough. Uh, but I would rather take the Grizzlies, uh, the, the Spurs. Uh, <laughs> you don't want to play the Blazers if they drop down. It, it's, it's really uh, – none of these teams are going to be easy. I just hope we don't face the Lakers. What do you guys think? I want to know what you think because Lakers would be awful. Oh, yeah, the worst. Yeah. Stay away from the Lakers for sure. Yeah, but Stay I, away. I, I I don't think those two guys are 100 percent though, and the rest of the 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 Laker team isn't terrific. Well, didn't AD score 42 points the other night? Yeah. I mean, but we'll see. Okay. There, here's the thing: even if they're not 100, percent you know LeBron. When he's going to play the Jazz, he's going to play, and LeBron has something against the Jazz. They they remember the last time they were here. I'm not the last time, but I'm trying to remember uh, what year this was. Maybe it was last year. It's all a blur, but. Um, taking off the shoes on the court, dancing around. I mean, <laughs> that's, Wait, I'm, wanna... I'm pouring salt in the wound here, but we we may not want to bring that up here. Uh, but I don't. I, I think LeBron really wants to 
to to play the jazz, and, and and when he plays the jazz, he wants to sh- um, show us that they're the number one team. <laughs> so, Kristen, he you turns it up when he plays the jazz. You mentioned two names there, Steph and LeBron. Uh, Jake asked an interesting question the other day. Let me pose it to you. Of all the players uh, that are in the league, which player, as you're you know going through the dial and you're looking at different teams, which which player will always get you to stop and watch? For me personally, who I stop and watch? Yeah. Um, I, I, obviously, Steph Curry. I think you have to. He's just unbelievable, um, and I really do like watching the game. Dame, especially down the stretch and what we're seeing now at the tail end of the season, he's unbelievable. Dame time, that's a real thing. Um, you got to respect him. And I think he's like, he's one of the guys you want to root for, right? Well, Weaver State and the fact that he's just, he's a great guy to root for. Um, so I love watching Dame. Kristen, thank you as always for dropping by the show. We appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Kristen Kenny, uh, catch her on uh, the Jazz broadcast, of course, on AT&T Sportsnet, which uh, will be the final two games, of course, and then uh, the first round of the playoffs. After the first round, uh, it's all nationally televised games. So make sure and catch uh, Bowler, Matt, Kristen, Thurl, Alema, the crew. Because of the way this whole thing is structured and you asked her about the play-in, I have no clue who the Jazz is going to end up facing. I mean... It could be anybody uh, in that group, and uh, maybe that maybe that does add a little bit of excitement, you know. I know I'm still torn on it. There are some good things, like I mean, it's making it's making the last week of the of the season more bearable. Yes, but it's it's also not fair to teams seven and eight. Well, you've and always been a regular... overly fair to teams nine yeah. and ten. <laughs> you <laughs> you've always been. Uh... A regular season guy. Well, I, that's what I do love about college football. If that's you, true. you hate playoffs, don't you? Uh, no, not necessarily. I mean, I think they're they're great for what they for what they are. I'm I mean, surprised. Well, I'm surprised you like college uh, uh, basketball uh, league tournaments. Well, here's the thing with tournaments: if you just appreciate him for the randomness that that is a, a league tournament, then fine. But if you try to make the argument to me that just because you're a, a, a tournament champion in in a non-series one-off tournament, that's ridiculous. But well, the the tournament itself can be fun, sure. You've always been an ACC guy, and they're the first ones that ever had a conference tournament. They still play in Greensboro every year. I always thought that was kind of a random place to play. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I mean, not I that Greensboro care. isn't a, a lovely spot, but I mean, there's some pretty nice spots there in the footprint of the ACC, right? To pick Greensboro, <laughs> I was like really. <laughs> yeah, but it's right there in the heart heart of. Uh, so why not? Country. Why not do Raleigh or or Charlotte? Why Greensboro? That's that's what the people in Raleigh and Charlotte are asking. <laughs> I'm sure they are. <laughs> Chapel Hill. You know, the Raleigh-Durham area, very nice. Charlotte, very nice. Have you, have you, also nice, but uh, not as, well. Have you, have you been to that area? Greensboro? And no, Raleigh uh-huh. and Durham. Yeah. Because it's it's so interesting that you got Carolina, you got Duke, and you got NC State all 
all within stone's throw. Oh, I told you uh, we have some close family friends that had three boys in their family, and one went to NC State, one went to UNC, and one went to Duke. <laughs> nice. Nice. I, you know, I've heard what Scotty has said. No, because Scotty, I, I don't think he would mind me uh, saying this publicly, but he, he, he was on an LDS mission back there, and I think one of the rules was you don't sneak into the Dean Dome, and I think Scotty used to sneak into the Dean Dome. Did he? Yeah. See, I thought Scotty embraced NC State while he was out there. Well, I know, but uh, I don't know whether he was. Didn't he also embrace forgery while he was out there? Huh? <laughs> oh, yeah, I've heard that story, too. 